Titles podcast, and I am so pleased today to be up in Grafton, Wisconsin, with my two friends, Mike Murphy, uh, who's a regional sales manager, and Claudio Lanza, who is a loan originator with North Shore Bank. Uh, welcome, guys. I know they have to read off their license number, so why don't we do that, uh, just so we're uh, clean with uh, legal. My NMLS is 267-487. And I'm Mike, my MLS is a 584-693. Excellent. Well, guys, uh, thanks. I appreciate the time. This is I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, from a land trust standpoint, we appreciate just uh, any of the business that we've been able to do together and the, the customers that we've been able to mutually serve. But why don't we just uh, talk first off just a little bit about um, you guys and how you guys got started. Why don't we start with Mike? Mike, how'd you get started in lending? Uh, and you know what, what did that journey look like? Yeah, so it's, it's it's kind of in my blood. So um, when I when I was growing up, my dad was a successful real estate agent for quite a while. My mother was a very successful loan officer for for quite a while. Mm. Um, here in the area. Here in the area. Yep. Um, okay. Robodeau Realtors. I don't know if anyone remembers yeah, that. Remember that's that? Past. Uh, that's where they. And my mother was a, a Robodeau. Yeah, Robodeau. Uh, my mother was a, a real estate agent there uh, for a while there too until she got into uh, lending. So. Kind of in my blood. Um, when I got out of high school, I went in the military right away into uh, the Air Force. Uh, went to school there. And when I got out, I um, was looking for a new career. And I knew it would be somewhere in real estate. I really enjoyed real estate. I grew up around it. I'm just not quite sure which way to go, but I've always had kind of an infinity for numbers. I uh, really liked helping people, um, like figuring things out, uh, like, uh, you know, just like I said, helping people get into their homes. and. Um, so went, went 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 into mortgages 26 years ago. Wow! So yeah, that's amazing. 26 years. So so first off, you served in the Air Force. Are you excited about yep. the new uh, Top Gun movie? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or is it a lot? Yeah. Is it too much hype? Uh, I you know I was in the Air Force for eight years. Never saw the inside of a uh, military plane. Okay. Planet, so okay. Um, it, I'm, I'm you excited. Got any for cool it, sunglasses at all? Or yeah. Um, yeah, no cool sunglasses, but uh, okay. I am excited for it. It's a great franchise. It's a great movie. I, I love the first one. I think the second one will be fun. But yeah, yeah, it's coming out this weekend. Yep. So, uh, Mike, um, where'd you start with your with your lending, and what what did that look like? So, twenty six years ago, that's in the nineties, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you started, and then you were part of the Big Short era as well, weren't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I started at a, uh, it's called Comcore. It's no mm -hmm. longer in business. They were, yep, I remember uh, Comcore. I remember Comcore yep. you know, way back in the day. Um, and then ultimately I went into um, wholesale lending. So I was a wholesale uh, manager for Wisconsin for Chase for uh, 13 years. Okay. Um, and then that got shut down. That's how um, we met. Yep. Claudio. No kidding. Claudio was one of my, my, my best clients uh, there. So we were doing actually wholesale subprime at the time. No kidding. Um, okay. All day, actually, not subprime. We did not get into. The, <laughs> we, we were not part of the big shorts. So. Yeah, so I was. I, by, by the way, I was a mortgage broker during the big short okay. period of time, and I had my own title agency, which is how I got into title. And so I knew Tony Raya. I don't know if you know Tony Raya at all, but he was a wholesale lender in, in Chicago with Chase. Um, okay, so you've been through the ups, you've been through the downs. Yep. So if you would talk to someone who's getting started in sales, what were the things that were important to you to really get kicking? Yeah, I think I think you got to get with a good organization. Um, you got to get you know a, a mentor is is a big thing, um, mm -hmm. especially in mortgages because there's a lot that goes into to mortgages. A little bit different than you know, I mean, there are a lot of sales jobs where you need a lot of knowledge and a lot of um, uh, you know critical thinking and analysis and things because because every every customer every loan is a little bit different. So mm -hmm. you you definitely want to have a, a mentor that can help you out. 
Um, you've got to be unafraid to mm -hmm. go in to see people and talk to people, and you've got to be okay with rejection, and it's not going to happen overnight for you. So, you know, buckle into the long haul, but it's definitely <laughs> worth it. It's a, it's a great, you know, it's a, it's a great lifestyle once you get right. it. And, uh, yeah, there's um, a lot of freedoms involved once you get exactly. past the, the period of time where you're scratching and clawing for clients. Yep. You're right. dive in. It's, yeah. inter it's something different every day. It's an interesting thing every day long. And, uh, you know, in this, in this, in, in this type of a sales job, the, the best part is it always ends with somebody happy. I mean, it's very rare that you don't have somebody that's either buying a house, which is always a reason to celebrate, you know, upgrade or whatever it is, or on a, even on a refinance. Um, you know, we're almost always, a, there's always a reason to do it, saving money, consolidating debt, something you're making a meaningful home impact on people's lives, yeah. home improvement, you're making a meaningful impact on people's lives every single day. So um, it's just a great job and, you know, you're selling something that everybody needs you know? yeah and selling selling is not the best word but we can use it here. yeah it's relationship yeah. and building but eventually you know we, we you kind of refer to it as sales so claudio so tell me when did you begin well i used to work for a company called lapin electric i was their corporate credit manager for many many years and i used to deal with builders uh i was the person who okay the shipment for large jobs back in the 90s like my my company got sold i was out of a job and everybody said, you know, you should get into the mortgage business. Okay. It's basically the same thing. You look at credit reports. You look at the credit company versus personal. And I started working for a company. I was there probably a year. I liked it. Uh, I had a lot of contacts. And in 1997, I started my own company called Mid-Continental Mortgage. Mm -hmm. That's why I met Mike. Okay. And, and Mike, was, you were selling to him? Well, yeah, because uh, we, you were a wholesaler, right? Yeah. And I was in business for 13 years. Wow. And uh, my first year, I, uh, like Mike said, you can take no. i driving a Delta 88 Oldsmobile, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I was stopping and passing business cars to everybody. That's how I started it. That was your prospecting. This is my business card. Give me a shot. Yeah. Give me a call if you need me. And I was following up, and little by little, it grew up, and it shut down in 2010. Because of the recession, and then I went to uh, that was for a while U.S. Bank Chase, then I came here. And how long have you been with uh, North Shore? Four and a half years. Okay, fantastic. And Mike, how about how long have you been here? About ten months. Okay, um, so guys, why did you pick North Shore Bank? Yeah, there's a lot of options to originate loans. There's you know there, uh, there are still some brokers still alive, right? Aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here and there, but right. why did you pick a community? We're a community bank right. here at North Shore, right? So why did you pick North Shore? I picked North Shore. Uh, one of the main reason is uh, I was not micromanaged, mm -hmm. <laughs> and also the family, the smaller. Everybody knows who is here. I can make a call instead of the big, the chase where the underwriting is done and. Different states, Florida, yeah. and then so they don't Phoenix understand the they don't understand the local people, Correct. right? Yeah, and, and all of underwriting is, that was one of the big reasons the underwriting is done locally here. Okay, great. And Mike, how about you? Yeah, so my um, my background is uh, Chase, obviously, we talked about that. Um, then I ran PNC Mortgage for seven years, then I went over to BMO as a, a market manager for them until they kind of closed up their, their way of doing business. So this is um, when I was looking for uh, my next stop, um, because they, BMO had closed up, they, they, they no longer did retail business. Um, so. Um, I was looking for a place, uh, a, a local, smaller yeah. type of bank, um, yeah. and looked at North Shore. Um, frankly, Claudia was here, and uh, he recommended it, so it was a good place to work, and I carried a lot of weight. Um, mm -hmm. So when I was looking around, I definitely, you know, I, I came to, 
came to North Shore. Um, it's a little bit of a culture uh, shock, but in a very good way. As Claudia would mention, um, the underwriting is local. People answer the phone. I'm, you know, I'm picking up the phone, we, you know, waiting to leave a message for an underwriter or somebody, and they're picking up the phone. I'm getting kind of thrown by that because mm -hmm. I'm not used to it. Yeah. Um, things happen very, very quickly here. Um, and something that's even more important now that I knew was important at the time, but it's even more important now is our product mix uh, with our portfolio lending. Uh, which you can talk a little more about that later if you want yeah. to. But um, yeah, I do. That's, that, that, that is especially important now in this rising rate environment. Um, and the options that we can provide for people, and it's, it's proving to be um, you know, just a, a great decision on my part, and I hope, uh, hope North Shore feels the same. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so with North Shore, what's the strategy to get business? Is it, are, is it, are you mainly dealing with bank clients? Um, you know, what, what is it like being a loan officer for a community bank? Are you still out there building relationships with real estate brokers? You know what? What does a what does a what does a day look like for you guys? I most of my business, seventy percent of my business is referral, past referral. Okay. I I believe in you build foundations like a basement or a house, and then become pillars. They got to stay strong. But I like to move on and build uh, new contacts constantly. But what I like, what I, my game plan is all the time is hook up the real estate agent with the financial advisor, hook them up together like a chain, mm -hmm. not keep them So a little separate. bit of a matchmaker. Correct. Uh, somebody who owns a company, maybe go in there and do a presentation for the employees. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a matchmaker. It's mm -hmm. a very good thing to put it together. Mm -hmm. A financial advisor, an attorney for them, I'm the maestro, I'm mm -hmm. running the orchestra, mm -hmm. but I conduct everybody's together looking at me for, hey, what do you think we should do? Instead of keeping them separate, like you know, uh, real estate financial advisor, mm -hmm. uh, try to put them all together. So you're well. collaborative, and so people, when people look to you, they go, Correct. "Oh, that's a guy that's going to connect me with people." If he has a meeting, if he has a session, right. if he has a mixer, I know I'm going to meet interesting people and be. And I want my contacts to mix themselves together. Yeah. Instead of most people try to keep them separate. Mm-hmm. And I, we call them COIs. I wanted all the COIs to be together with one another. And what does COI stand for? Customer of importance. Customer of importance. I love it. Circle of influence. Yeah, circle of influence. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. Right now I'm working on, uh, on a gentleman that I went to school with. He's uh, the director of a country club. Okay. So I want to get all of his employees together. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, maybe bring Mike in, or maybe a financial advisor, a real estate agent, mm -hmm. and try to get him together with the employees for me to do a presentation. Mm -hmm. Just adding value. Correct. Okay, fantastic. And what about you, Mike? Uh, is there a different strategy that you have? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same, going out and seeing the realtor, letting them know what we have. Yeah. Um, I picks this up from Claudia when I use it now when I talk to new people is, you know, make sure everybody you know knows what you do. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people do that. And you've heard me say that on a number mm -hmm. of calls, I'm sure. It's like, you know, when you're sitting there at the game or whatever, you know, you're with the other parents and things like that, you know, you're not you're not going to do a, a sales pitch or anything. Right. But, you know, you can work, you know, this, this is what I do or, you know, and sure. make sure everybody knows so we get a lot of business that way. Um, but it's definitely um, being with the community bank. We stay involved in the community, you know, chambers, events, right. um, charity events, things like that. Um, which really goes a long way, which is again another another very good difference between us and um, you know the the bigger banks that I'm used to. So yeah, so I was really fascinated about North Shore Bank and just their the, the story, which was they they started at, in the back of a hardware store mm -hmm. or something like that, yeah. right? Ninety nine years ago. Ninety nine years ago, yeah. yeah, that's something, and it built to this. So why don't we talk just a little bit about North Shore Bank? You know who they are. 
um, you know, how many how many locations they have, the kind of the people that you serve, uh, you know, and then we'll get into a little bit more questions about the portfolio loans and how you see the market. Yeah, um, so we have 44 branches, um, mainly spanning from uh, Door County all the way to the Illinois border. Um, okay. Pretty much right along the lakefront there. Um, and are you guys in Illinois too, like Waukegan, Gurney area? We have one branch in Illinois. Okay. And it's, currently, it's currently being rebranded as McHenry. North Shore Bank. Yeah, oh, oh, it's McHenry? Okay. Yeah. It's great. far from you. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's being rebranded, I think, next month, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but uh, okay. as a North Shore Bank uh, branch. So we do have the one in Illinois. Um, yes, yeah, so we have the 44 branches, and it's just pretty much all along where we service all of Wisconsin okay. and Illinois. And you guys, uh, you guys do uh, commercial lending as well as residential lending. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we have a we're we're a full service bank. We offer you know commercial, treasury management, all that stuff. So um, any any type of uh, service that you get from a big bank, we can provide here. But locally, uh, with people that are engaged in the community, um, people that uh, have, have a stake in the community, and and we've been here for ninety nine years. We're true mutual. We're not owned by anybody. We don't we, we don't have a board of directors. We don't have stock. <coughs> Uh, we can't be bought, so we're going to be here for another 99 years as North Shore Bank. We just, you know, we're not we're not publicly traded, so we're not going anywhere. Which, with the bank consolidation and all that stuff, that's 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 a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. We do car loans, also mm -hmm. boat loans. Okay. RVs, right? We do a lot of RV. We do a lot we're of indirect RVs, RV yeah. loans. Okay. Um, we're one of the biggest uh, RV lenders in the state. All right. So let's talk about the portfolio, the, the, the types of loans that you guys are able to do and what, what, how you're maybe differentiating yourselves in the market today. How's that, how's that looking? Okay. What we do is uh, a portfolio is we still follow the Freddie Mac guidelines, mm -hmm. but we, uh, we do deals that sometimes you look at assets, what kind of assets there, and it's, mm -hmm. it's case by case. Mm -hmm. And if I believe when I get a loan that it should be a portfolio loan, I'll probably call Mike and put it together with Mike. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we keep it in-house. That's the nice thing about mm -hmm. it. And you service it yourself? And we service it. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of a, our, we, we kind of loosely follow the, the, the agency guidelines, the Freddie and Fannie guidelines. Um, but it's, it's kind of our money, our rules type right. of a thing. So if a deal makes sense, but it's not something that Fannie or Freddie will buy, we, mm -hmm. we will look at that. And if it makes sense, we'll book that loan and, and get it for the customer. So we do a lot of portfolio uh, lending. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't fit in the box, they don't check all the boxes that everyone's used to you know, worrying about, mm -hmm. uh, we, we can, in a lot of situations, help them out in, in, a, in, in our own money. Um, and with that being said, a lot of people yeah. think, you know, okay, the, the, the rates are crazy on something like that because, but they, they really aren't. The rates are very, very competitive. Um, it's always an arm. It's always an arm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, is it a two year or three year? Five. Five. Okay, great. Yeah. So we've got, yeah, we got two and three and five available. Yeah. yeah. Most of what we're doing most, is five. Most I, five. Yeah. We talk about arms forever right now. Yeah. Um, it's there's a lot. lot. <laughs> and that's, is that, is that really the strategy right now is because people have gotten so, because I mean, let's face it. Rates are fantastic if you look at the last 30 years, years yeah, whatever. But right now, when you, when rates were in the, what was the lowest point, three? No, they're in the two. Oh, in the, okay, 2.7. And 20 so, years ago, it was 5%, five percent, five and a quarter, what they are now, and back then, everybody was yeah, yeah, yeah. 5%. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but people are getting over that, and I think maybe it'll take a year or 18 months for people to Correct. get used to that these rates are, are good and great and whatnot. However, uh, this you're able to pivot and say, "Hey, listen, let's do a five year. Maybe it'll come back. If not, we can re up right. on the five year. That kind of thing." And we do we do a very good job here at evaluating the arms because I mean, 
we haven't been in ARM environment for a while. Right. Um, and right now, the, what, what makes ARM so attractive is the spread between the fixed rate and the ARM. So back when you know rates were 3% and the ARM was 25 it's not worth the risk. There's not really any benefit there for anybody. But now the, the spread between the fixed rate and the ARMs are 2 2.5% sometimes. Um, so we do a very good job at, at running and evaluating each, each customer for an ARM versus a fixed rate. Mm -hmm. um, the ARMs, you'll find out, really come in tens of thousands within that five-year period, you're, you're tens of thousands of dollars ahead, um, mm -hmm. both in equity and in saved payments. Um, so we run those right down to the penny for everybody, let them know, so, you know, as an option. If they, you know, the fixed rates are still there, but we want to present that option in this environment. A lot of banks, uh, not banks, a lot of uh, mortgage lenders um, don't have portfolio or ARM options, hmm. uh, which is another great reason to, uh, to, to come to a place like North Shore. Um, so we do give them all those options. We do run the numbers. We make sure everybody really understands what they're what they're getting into, mm -hmm. um, how to manage that arm, um, and you know, at, at some point they can refinance out of it if the rates come down. Um, kind of the point that Claudia was making, you, you made also with the rates. Um, I hope it takes less than a year for people to settle in to right. either an arm or something because back in I ran these numbers for a different reason, but they're still fresh in my head. Back in 1973, the rates were eight percent rising and. Mm. The rates, so if people were talking about, hey, I'm going to wait, we hear this a lot right now, yeah, I'm going to wait for the rates to come back down, then I'm going to buy something. Well, rates never hit 8% until 1993. Mm. So we were, or 1992. So we were 19 years. So if you're waiting for that rate to get below 8%, you waited 19 <laughs> yeah. years for you to get down to 8%. Yeah. 1982, I think they were at like 14, and in 1984, they went down to 10. So suddenly 10 looks really good. Right? Yeah. So it's all relative. So to your point, the rates are really good right now, historically. Mm -hmm. um, so when people are looking at it, they really got to have a little bit of a, a different mindset. If they don't, and if the rates are too high, then the ARM is, is, a, is a great it's option. We can show them how really even on a five-year ARM, um, you've got about nine years, typically nine to ten years before that ARM could even potentially cost you more money than a fixed rate. And we demonstrate that to everybody so they understand that. That's great. And I think another factor today that maybe w was different you know, back in the day is that after five years, people either want to get a bigger home, they want to, they're they're moving right. to the to to a different location or whatever it is. So people are in their homes a lot shorter period of time. Is that seven true? Years. Yeah. Seven so years. seven years. Yeah. So um, I read that article. Seven years. Yeah. So that's amazing. As opposed to you bought a home and you stayed in there for thirty years and you retired there, you right. know, back. Uh, like our but parents. That's yeah. not any. Yeah, that's not anymore. So that's another advantage to that. Uh, what's gonna, the? Oh, go what ahead. I think that I want to add too is we also do construction. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, we, uh, we we do constructions and uh, and one thing like Mike said right now with the right now we're hearing I'll buy a house right now, <laughs> the market crashes and what happened right now what's happening right now is gonna have nothing to do what happened in two thousand eight. Yeah, I right. heard that a couple of times. Well, I'm gonna wait where the rates get lower, the price goes down. There's gonna be some adjustment in pricing homes. I talk to a lot of real estate agents. Not gonna be that much. No. Uh, yeah, in some pocket areas that yeah. were super inflated, Correct. yeah, they might come down. Maybe you know, like you know, Florida or along right, the coast the, the or coast whatever. Are usually the ones yeah, that exactly. But I think you're right. I think appraisals right now have been kept in check, Correct. right? Mm -hmm. And that probably is the big reason why we're not going to see that run up of uh, because if, now if people want to overpay for a home, which some are, now, I don't want to say overpay, but if they want to bring, they have to bring cash. <laughs> yeah, they have to bring cash, and yeah. we're not going to finance the overpayment where before. It was just, you know, finance me and the appraisals were out of control. Would you see it that way too? Or, yes. Yeah. And I, I, kept, I, I had an open house a couple of weeks ago and I told the gentleman there, I said, what, what's going on right now, it's not the same thing happened in 2008. That was Wall Street. 
yeah. banks, yeah. Uh, things right away. Now things are less regulation in the, from yes. a from mortgage brokerage standpoint. Right. You you basically could be you know pumping gas one day and writing loans the next. Right. There's a whole another process. Right. We're reading off our loan licenses, so there's a licensing right. process mm-hmm. for lending today. So there's a whole lot of checks and balances that were kind of put in that you know squeeze out uh, some of that uh, nefarious. Uh, stuff that really dragged us down. Yeah. Um, what what's the advantage of doing business with a community bank as opposed to, uh, you know, one eight hundred Rocket? Uh, well, we're we're definitely going to be here, so that's that's one of the things we're not going to be bought, like I mentioned before. Um, the other thing is in this in this environment right now, you, you're going to have um, actually in any environment, um, you know. Real estate transactions aren't perfect. Things mm-hmm. happen during them uh, that, that are unexpected, and you need to pivot a lot of times. You need to have somebody jump in and solve things. Um, you don't want to be a couple days away from closing and have a and, and have to rely on an eight hundred number and whoever answers that right. thing to solve your problem prior to the closing. Yeah. Um, here you can walk in. You can sit. You, you walk into sit Claudio's office. Sit down yeah. right, 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 right with Claudio. If Claudio yeah. has a problem. Um, you know, he'll, he, he can call me and I sit 30 feet away from the entire operations underwriters, everybody else. If Claudia wants to, you could go and talk to them directly. Um, you don't get that kind of service with the, with the um, uh, 800 numbers with the remote lenders. The big banks. The big mm-hmm. banks, yeah. Um, and fact, I mean, even with the big banks that, that, that have local representation when I work there, again, it's a different way of thinking for me where um, very quick story, an appraisal was coming in late on a purchase, and my first week I was here and I was listening in on this conversation, appraisal was coming in late on a purchase, and um, it, was a sell, it was a seller's fault. They didn't they didn't cry, they, they, they didn't do some work that needed to be redone, so we had to have, have a appraiser go back out there and, and do that. So that was running late, but we, you know, but every so wanted to close on time, and I'm thinking, well, we gotta push this, thing out, this out for two weeks, because that's what I'm used to saying. Oh, you don't have the appraisal, push it out for two weeks. Um, the con was being on a call, look, we can get that appraisal in by, you know, before noon, we can close at two o'clock mm-hmm. on the same day, which is just kind of unheard of. So that's really the benefit of having local type of process. We can move very, very quickly when we need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a very flat organization. Decision makers are just two people away from, actually one person away from me and the president of the bank is, is three people away from me. That's wow. it. So I have access to the president of the bank if I need it. Um, Claudio does as well. He can call anybody. Uh, we don't have, um, you know, we, we, we don't adhere to a, chain of command for lack of a better word. Yeah. So if Claudio thinks that my boss can handle something quicker than I can or whatever it is, there's no egos here. We just, we, we're just gonna done as fast as we can. And that's not, that, that's not typical in, in bigger banks. So you can, uh, you know, someone sitting down with you talking about their situation, you can really uh, purposefully and meaningfully advocate for them. Correct. And go to someone that can actually make a decision Correct. if you if you're not able to. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was here when I was the big bank, and it, you know that happened. Like Mike said, I had a purchase <laughs> forty eight hours before it's supposed to close. Oh, you cannot close, and I couldn't get a hold of anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's no fun, right? Yeah. That's not, and, that's and, and being like a place like North Shore, I've been here four and a half years. There's customers that come in here. We know who they are now. Mm-hmm. They come by me. Hey, you did my loan two, three years ago. I want to, you know, want to buy a house. It's mm-hmm. more of a human contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can make their mortgage payment here yeah. most of the time or online. Yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of relationship yeah. opportunities. It's a relationship bank. Well, great. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? With, uh, any that you feel is important about North Shore Bank? I have a couple other questions, but anything else about North Shore Bank that you want to mention? Yeah, I think um, we're talking about portfolio. We kind of skipped over one of the, the, the big things that we do here. It's a very, very unique product. Um, and in this environment, it's it's really an important product. We're doing a lot of it. So 
Um, right now, when people are writing offers, the offers have to be very competitive. As if anyone searching for a house knows, or the industry knows, mm -hmm. you know, people are offering over their um, contingencies on offers. Um, they're, they're looking for offers without contingencies. Um, one of the contingencies that is a deal killer for everybody would be this, you know, having to sell the house they're currently in. Um, right. In right. a, in a, in a um, buyer's market, you might be able to get away with that. And then, you know, but basically if you don't sell your home, you don't have to buy the home you're buying. So the, it's, it's not a real solid thing. Um, so people are, are looking for a home that ha currently have a home. Um, they want to be able to put an offer in without having to sell their current home. Now, if they can't afford both payments, they typically would not qualify for that. We have a product where we can do a cross-collateralization, um, where we can use the equity in their existing home um, to, to, as a down payment on the new home without them having to sell that home or pull a home equity loan or get a second loan or anything else like that. So we just, we, we can sell, we, we use both properties. Then once they buy the buy or build a new home, we also do it on building so they can have this loan in place for a year. Um, they can have extra loans they want to. Um, after they um, sell their current home, then they just pay us an agree, a previously agreed amount of uh, the, the proceeds from the sale of the home. Mm -hmm. We recast the loan, which means that- uh, Recast well, the new loan. We'll, we'll re recast the new loan, which mm -hmm. means after a big payment, we'll subtract and then re-amortize it over, you know, 359 months, whatever, you know, whatever's left on it. Very to, nice. To make their payment affordable. Yeah. Um, and then, so now, what that gives you the ability to do is write an offer without having a home sale contingency, and yep. it makes for a much more competitive offer. Okay, and that's kind of unique to us, and we're getting a lot of. Uh, a, I had an appointment uh, the other day in uh, uh, Mequon that this uh, lady, she, <laughs> she's been in her house thirty years, and she's going to buy a new house, but I don't want to sell. You know, uh, I don't want to have nowhere to live. Right. Yeah. So, right. And we're getting together next week again. And that's I'm great. Well, that's a great value for real estate brokers to have a North Shore Bank uh, loan originator in their pocket, right? Because they know they can, you know, write this offer this way. That's great. That's awesome. So uh, getting on to you guys personally, you know, you've been in this industry for maybe three decades. What would you say to someone who's trying to build a career, you know, in banking, uh, you know, or what were, what were, actually, what were some of the keys for you in your longevity? You know, are there are there habits? Is there self improvement things that you guys have done? Are there, is there trainings? I know, uh, Mike, you said mentors. Um, I'm ready to say self improvement is you got to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think is mm -hmm. the number one thing. Now, how do you get that, Claudio? Uh, I like to hang around with people who believe in themselves. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's it's uh, it's your circle. The circle friends, yes. Yeah. I uh, I like to hang around with people who believe in themselves. Uh, discipline is, I think, one of the biggest things. Like Mike said, you got to be ready to take no for an answer. Yeah. And so being able to face rejection. Correct, and brush yourself off. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I think a lot of it is too is you got to build contacts. Yeah. Uh, with people, one of the biggest things that I see in this business is always talk to people every day. I, I spend a lot of time talking to financial advisors. Where I go work out, I talk to my coworkers. Mm -hmm. But always watch what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the bond market today? What's the market that, you know? So you can have something to talk know, about. You have something, something to say, Something to talk right? about. You got yeah. to suck like a sponge. You got to yeah. take knowledge of yeah. what's going around. Yeah. What's the economy doing? What do you see six months from now? Right. Uh, what is the competitor doing that I'm not doing and vice versa? Mm -hmm. what, what are I, I excelling? What am I good at? Yeah. What, you know? Uh, I like to spend most of my time spending 90% of the time what I'm good at versus the 10% what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
And uh, but again, it's just building relations. And the biggest thing I see in this business with you, somebody coming in, is they make an introduction and and they never follow up again. I hear mm -hmm. that all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they had a loan officer came in to see me. I never heard from him again. Mm. Follow through, yep. constantly. All right, Mike. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to um, organization, really. So yeah. you're talking. Uh, processes that the follow-up is a big thing. So um, what I, when I'm talking to your loan officer, because I do this myself and I do it most of the time, not mm -hmm. everybody's perfect on that. Um, I, it's, it's it's getting good processes in place to make mm -hmm. sure that you're not missing anything and mm -hmm. adhering to those processes. You know whether it's uh, imposed on you by the place you're working at or, or, or you know if you find out that you're missing something, you can you know develop your own. Um, but it's one of the things that Claudia said, talking to somebody every single day. So I. I tell every time I, I use a time block on my calendar is what mm -hmm. I do. So that's great. And every day, you know, for example, you know, pre-approvals are out there for much longer right now. So the the pre-approvals that I have, I want to stay in contact with. And you know, the last thing that I want to hear. So from you somebody, so talk about the time block real quick. Yep, so what what so what is yeah yeah what does your time block look like? Um, I mean, basically, so like the pre-approval, like I said, uh, you know, I, I don't want anyone to you know the, the, the answer I don't want to hear is. Is you know when's the last time that you you follow I, I follow up you know, every other week or so. Mm -hmm. No, that's not good enough. You know, mm -hmm. so put on your calendar. Here's an hour on you know Thursday afternoon. Right. Um, I'm going to follow up with everybody. That's not negotiable. That's an appointment I made with myself. I'm going to reach out to them by email, phone, wow. or whatever's appropriate. Um, and that's just one example of, of what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and if something happens where you have an appointment, then you move that appointment. That, it doesn't get not done that week. It gets mm -hmm. done that week. And if you time block everything and make sure that you know you you're doing the, the, the things every day that can do more business, you know, drive more business, mm -hmm. um, that's going to help you be successful. Um, you don't want to come to your office and look up at three o'clock because you've been working yeah. reactively all day and say, "Wow, I, did, I have really nothing done today." You know, haven't talked. Just, uh, haven't done anything important. Haven't done anything to, to help yeah. drive the business. I worked reactively. I moved some papers around. I, you know, something else. I put out fires. Throw grammar to the gotta, airport. You, yeah, you've got to keep the focus going, and, yeah. and you've got to find a, a way to to manage your your, your own day. And you, know, you should know when you wake up in the morning. You should know what you're doing that day. And if you, you know. Just, just you got to, you got you got to be focused on some system. Keep yourself on track. I once read a book to say the best time, and I do this like Mike does. Usually, is Tuesdays between ten to eleven thirty. Okay. Monday mornings, you never do that. And Friday. No one wants to hear from you on Monday and, morning. And I read. I, I forgot the book. Yeah. Was on Tuesday morning, that's when people start planning the rest of the week and the following week. Uh huh. Friday, if you do it on Wednesday or Thursday, or Thursday or Friday, you just lost four days because now you're talking on the next week. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I do it usually Tuesday between 10 and 11 30. Okay. Yeah, so it's a good habit and stick to them and make sure you're doing that. And and I call, and, yeah, yeah, Steve's still looking for a house. Yeah. Hey, Steve, yeah. look, my, you know, yeah, yeah. A couple of jokes and move on. Yeah, the follow-up <laughs> follow is usually a lot of people are not good. So you need to have a system for right. follow-up. Yeah, I, I have a formal system to do it, or you're just, you're not going to do it. People think they're going to do it, but they don't. Yeah, and you've managed a lot of salespeople in your day, and you've seen a lot, Claudio, and you've managed them in your business as well. The, sometimes the natural born salesperson isn't a very good salesperson at all, right? Because they talk too much and, you know, it's the discipline, you know, the introvert or the extrovert both can do good at sales if they follow the process. Don't you find that to be true? Yeah. yeah. Did you, you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Yeah, absolutely. He said the biggest people, the biggest mistake that people do is in sales, they spend five minutes talking about themselves to their customer instead of the customer do all the talking. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, what can I do for you? Tell mm -hmm. me your story. <laughs> they spend five minutes, well, you know, I'm the number one And the customer just lost you. Right. They're, you they're, they've tuned you out. Correct. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of listen to the customer first to find out what you're going to talk about. Right. You might be talking about something that they have absolutely no interest in. Uh, yeah. So you, you just got to make sure that's uh, listening is, is huge. Yeah, and that, and that is the thing. Introvert versus extrovert is introvert needs to, needs to push themselves maybe a little bit to be a little bit more go-getter-ish or, mm-hmm. or talk at the, at, the, at the cookout where you're handing out and telling people what you do mm-hmm. and all that. Kind of, where the extrovert needs to know, learn how to shut up a little bit Correct. and you know, do a little bit more listening. And kind of the, that, that, that place in the middle is actually where you have just enough boldness to have a conversation but yet enough uh, social awareness or uh, and, and sometimes it's dissecting the customer too sometimes if i don't know customers like what do you want me to do for you that another bank cannot do mm-hmm. and i'm trying to build a relationship with them right mm-hmm. away uh you know so we kind of match a little bit yeah and they'll, they'll tell you oh and i came by you i want to know your bank then they start telling you it's a smaller bank but it's not always about the rate yeah. Oh no. Absolutely. It's, it's about the relationship, right? And rate is is part of the relationship. Right. So, can someone get a loan from one of you two all across Wisconsin, or do they have to go to their local bank? No, they can go to we 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 loan. Anywhere. You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can we, lend, we anywhere. lend anywhere. Okay. Yeah, we're not in geographic. Okay. Fantastic. How many how many loan originators are there in North Shore Bank? Fourteen. Fourteen now. Okay. Yeah, just, uh, for forty four branches. Yep. We just hired two more last week. So. Okay. Fantastic. He's doing all the training. All right. Well, that's great. Well, then they'll be well-trained. Yeah. Um, well, guys, I just want to say thank you, Claudio and uh, Mike. I just want to say thanks a lot for introducing us to North Shore Bank uh, and just introducing us to yourselves and talking a little bit about, you know, really, I'm, I feel like I'm sitting with two guys that have really been through the fire and been tested and have come out the other end of it. So a little bit go. burnt, but we can. Yeah, a little. Yeah, the coattails are smoking, right? But uh, well, the grayer hair. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You guys do a fantastic job, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, uh, and I can't. I want to thank Candace too. Candace yep. Liebner, yep. our director of Wisconsin, for introducing us uh, to you. You guys are just a great organization. We're proud to be connected with you. So okay. Okay. Signing off. Right. People, not titles. Thank you very much to Mike and Claudio from North Shore Bank. All right. Thank you.